Night How Good Was podcast. <laughs> Which... <laughs> that was so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, that was aggressive, <laughs> wasn't it? Yes, welcome back to the Night How Good Was podcast with me, Josh. And me, Donny. Donny. We're back, baby. Um, if you haven't already, please listen to the week in football from yesterday. Um, <laughs> but it's today, so fuck yesterday. We're moving forward, baby. <laughs> that, sorry, that was so aggressive, wasn't it? Um, I don't think that's going to come right. through on the recording. That was way too loud. It'll probably just blur it out. Ah, fuck that. Crack it on, baby. Um, <laughs> right, th- obviously this episode we're going to be talking about um, a player, but before we go in to do that, I just wanted to highlight and shout out uh, the the main man. That Well, one of the main, one of the several main men that are behind the scenes. I want to shout out Timbo Slicer. <laughs> if you haven't, if you don't follow us on social media, follow us on social media at MayHGW because we've had a bit of a revamp, which hopefully you are seeing through your streaming service. Now, if you're not seeing it through your streaming service, drop us a DM to let us know. Um, but we've got a new logo and the new logo is class in it. Mate, it's so slick. Someone said to me, it looks like the Bolton Wanderers badge. <laughs> now I can't stop seeing it. Yeah, someone's, someone said to me, it looks like the Inter Milan badge and the old Bolton, Wanderer ba- old one, Bolton Wanderers badge came together. And literally, I got a message and see if you can figure out who it's for, from, right? I'll read it in their accent. Mate, new logo looking class. <laughs> mm, um, either Boise, Boise or Boise. No, it's Karen from Accounts, but... Um, ah, of course. <laughs> no, boys, hey. So, yeah, the new logo is looking class, thanks. Um, yeah, so shout out, Tim, and if you haven't already, follow us on social so you can see some more content coming and um, just have a look at the logo some more because it just looks quality. Um, it's about to get a lot better, isn't right. it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're cooking now. We're cooking now. We were on, we were on the fry light cooking. Now we're on the olive oil, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to get a lawyer. Yeah, we <laughs> a legal team. Yeah, a legal team. Just that. in case we're one of our hundred... professional. Maybe we got 152 followers now. So on uh, on Instagram, I just winked at you. <laughs> 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 Mate, I just went 152 followers, and then like I genuinely winked. That's a bit weird. Um. Anyway, right. Let's cut the bullshit. Let's get on with the real shit. All right. So. We're going to go and we're going to look at another Premier League legend today. <laughs> the Flying Dutchman? Yeah. Or not the Flying Dutchman? I'd say he's the Flying Dutchman. Well, it's definitely not the well, non-Flying maybe Dutchman. Not, not for the Dutch, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I say that? Maybe not for the Dutch. But the non-Flying Dutchman, I suppose, is... <laughs> Honestly, I just, just shit just comes out of my mouth. <laughs> the non-Flying Dutchman is Dennis Bergkamp. It's not that. Right. Anyway. Right, right, right. We today, well, today we are going to ask a question, mate. How good was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank? Mate, oh, some name. What a blur. That's what a name on the back blur. of your shirt, isn't it? And also, like you said, mate, when when I was, my dad's a Chelsea fan, so Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank sort of like, what, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank played at Chelsea when what, I was like eight or nine years old. My dad always used to call him Jimmy Floyd Riverbank <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest <laughs> shit in the world because he'd be like, oh, there he is, Jimmy Floyd Riverbank. And I'd be like, ah, ha, 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 dad, ah, ha. <laughs> Jimmy Floyd Riverbank. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> but yes, we are to- 
We are talking. We are talking about one of the greatest Dutch players to ever um, to ever kick a ball in the Premier League. One of the uh, a true icon for Chelsea in a time where they weren't the Chelsea that you know today. I would say I would I would go as far and say a Premier League icon and just a bit of a legend as well. Yeah, agreed. So, so Dono, to start us off, please, can you tell us where he? where he plied his trade and I cannot wait for you to give it a go with that Portuguese side that he started off with I could I couldn't be more excited to hear you try and say their name are we gonna go are we all right we're gonna start we're gonna start with them are we yeah yeah okay no we're gonna start we'll start from the beginning we'll start from the beginning start from the very very beginning okay we'll start Dono it's your life you do what you want to do okay so Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank Started his career at Telstar before making a move to AZ Alkmaar, followed by Nierlandia, followed by Campo Maiorense. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Having a bit of that. Um, muito bem, muito make, bem. Obviously, that's a, it's a massive club, um, a massive club in Portugal. Great badge, by the way. Um, I think it's got a whippet on it or a ground. It's hard to take. It's hard to tell on a badge, but it's a fast dog sick anyway. Dogs. Um, yeah, so sick before, dogs. He's there for a little bit and then makes the move to arguably the biggest club in Portugal, Boa Vista. Are we having Ooh. that? Boa Vista? Yeah. I feel like Boa Vista is Boa like Vista? Your, your, your dad down Tui trying to book his, book his summer holiday. <laughs> no. What? There's no deals fucking Gran Canaria. None not Torremolinos. Can I not go Boa Vista? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why they're northern. Sorry, Boise. <laughs> so he had a good time at Boa Vista before making his move to arguably the biggest club in Yorkshire, Leeds United. Um, absolutely rattled the arse off it there. Earns himself a staggering move to the second biggest club in Madrid, Atletico. Um, before just having a fucking shit time really of it and then coming to the second biggest club in London who like to think they are the biggest club in London um, but for all the Arsenal fans out there who say I give them a hard time they're certainly not the biggest club in London um, Chelsea before moving to the forgotten brother of the North East Middlesbrough and then he decided, actually, no, I've had enough of it up here. It's a bit crap. So I'm going to go back down to London, <laughs> but not anywhere. Charlton Athletic. And do you know what? He was like, yeah, this is not bad, actually, Charlton. I quite like it in London. Actually, now, fuck that. Let's go to the biggest city, arguably the greatest city in Europe, Cardiff City, and let's fucking finish our career there. And he did. Boy, did he finish his career there. Mate, he is the king. He is the king of capital cities, isn't he? Where I'm just gonna check. Where are Boa Vista based? Porto is Port. No, is Porto the capital of Portugal, or is Lisbon the capital so. of Portugal? I think it's is Porto. Porto the capital. Correct. Porto is the Porto, also known as Oporto, is. Oh no, it's not. No, Lisbon's no. The capital, isn't it? I don't know. Anyway, right. Just about to say, because he would have won his capital city brigades after going from Porto to London to Madrid to London to art to to glam. Do you reckon he went he went to glam, didn't he? Jimmy Floyd is yeah, in glam. Definitely. Bottles out of this. 
in terms of Jimmy's individual honours, uh, I mean, some, not loads. Uh, he yeah. has, he won the Tassa de Portugal, which is the Portuguese Cup, came second in Copa del Rey, won the Charity Shield, and then he came runner-up in the FA Cup twice and the UEFA Cup. Uh, and as a manager, I'm going to say this is extremely impressive because we're not going to talk too much about his managerial career. He won League he won League Two with Burton, right? But his Burton win percentage was 61%. That's so impressive, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and another thing just to get him before we talk about his career is another reason we love him is because he's part of the England coaching staff as well. He's in the England, he's in, uh, he's in the England setup, isn't he? What a fucking legend. Such a random person to have in the England setup. Don't you think? It's like yeah. it reminds me of like when Henri yeah. was with Belgium. Yeah. Or Could Sean you imagine? Maloney. Was it Sean Maloney at Belgium as well? Belgium. Could you imagine? Strange. Right. Let's set this. Let's set the scene right. Could you imagine Gareth Southgate being like, um, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, <laughs> would you mind um, just yeah, oh, Phil Foden over there? Yeah, Phil Foden likes to just you know caress them in the corner. Um, can you show him how you do your finishes? Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank Thunderbolt for... he's like why don't you do it like this Phil <laughs> if Phil Foden is a dainty ballet dancer then Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is Big John in that situation <laughs> <laughs> or Tom Skinner <laughs> um, right let's talk about his career we love him we love him we love him we love him I love Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank um but his name's not Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, is it? No, it's not. It's um, it's it's Jarrell. Jarrell oh, Floyd. Oh, is it? Is it Gerald? <laughs> Wait. Is it? Is it surely it's Gerald? It? Yeah, I don't think you pronounce it. Yeah, Gerald <laughs> Eiffel, not Jarrell Eiffel. <laughs> <laughs> oh sure? man, Jarrell. I'm pretty convinced this Gerald. Who have you? I've heard the name Gerald before several times. I've never heard the name Jarrell before. <laughs> no, I think sake. it's Jarrell. Whatever. What, uh, yeah, his right. From now on, let's just call him Jimmy. It's not or, Gerald Floyd Hasselbank. It's definitely Jarrell. <laughs> nah, nah Gerald Eiffel from Swindon. He wasn't Jarrell Eiffel, was he? I thought Gerald Eiffel was spelled. Are you Google? Are you googling how to pronounce Gerald? <laughs> <laughs> Gerald. Good thing he changed his name. In. Right. Anyway, back to the initial. Back to the initial point. So Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's real name is not Jimmy. His real name is Gerald. And the reason that he was called Jimmy is because when he was signing for Portuguese side Campo Maionese, they basically wanted to. They wanted to keep his transfer under wraps. So to keep his transfer under wraps, they were like, "Oh, let, let's just don't." Don't say his name out of the press. Don't say his name. They were like, all right, what should we call him? Um, ooh. We could just come up with a slightly, really, really different name. Because his name's Gerald. Why don't we call him Ronald? He's like, oh, Ronald, a bit too far-fetched. Gerald, why don't we just call him Jimmy? And they were like, yep, Jimmy, that stuck. And that was it. Rest of his career, he's Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. What a legend. Um, should we... I don't understand why you would... Why but why the secrecy is so unnecessary? Why you have to change his name? Why don't you just, just not say anything? And also remember who you are. Like, stay in your lane a little bit, Camp- Campo Maronese. Like, this isn't when this isn't when Wenger. Do you remember when Wenger said he was signing like Richard Wright and he brought out Sol Campbell? Like, that's <laughs> like that's BDE. This is not that. You are not Arsenal. Like, just stay in your lane. Um, 
Anyway, right, standard Jimmy, right, standard Jimmy. So he's 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 at Alkmaar when he's really young. He goes to um, oh, Campo Maronese, um, Primera Divisão, first division, Premier League of Portugal. Rattles it. They're a brand new club. Twelve goals. Now, as a as a relegate as a club that's brand new to a promoted division, like twelve is about as much as you can expect from your striker, isn't it? Really. Yeah, twelve double figures is pretty is is, is 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 yeah good. Yeah, and also like in modern day football, striker gets double figures from a relegated side or from a promoted side. He's moving, isn't he? Yeah. So then, like I said, Jimmy makes his move. He moves to Boa Vista, and at Boa Vista, he scores twenty goals in twenty nine games and delivers the cup. What a guy! And the thing is as well, right, is if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is, we're going to explain a little bit more because that's the whole point in it. If you're listening to this podcast because you love Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and you know who Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is, you're going to know what every single one of those goals look like, aren't you? Hard, fast, in the corner. It's kind of similar to like, when I was watching, watching back some of his goals, it reminds me a lot of Jermaine Defoe. Like a lot of smacking it across the goal <laughs> left foot right foot but also good in the air like he could he could get up for because he was not the tallest of, of strikers but he could definitely get up yeah he is he's Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank has the ultimate finish for a um for like a dubstep compilation does yeah. he like as in you're not you're not listening to this isn't like oh you're not putting drill on. You're not putting grime on. You're not putting rap on. You're not putting any of that. You're putting dubstep on, and you're watching Jimmy smack the shit out of some leather several times and scoring shitloads of goals. Um, but all of this is all of this Portugal. Yeah, kind of interesting, but we're not really that bothered. But then he goes to he goes and he he marches on together to Leeds. Nice, nice transition that one. You're welcome. Um, so, goes to Leeds, right? Two million quid. Two million quid for someone who's just scored 20 goals in 29 in the Portuguese league. I think that's I think that's really, really good money. I think that's a really, really good investment. Yeah, for, for a striker who they later on make a bit of money off of, I think two million is pretty good and they definitely get their money's worth out of him. Yeah, they definitely do get their money's worth. And the... The, the thing that makes it kind of more impressive if they get their money's worth is up until Christmas, he scores five goals, right? Five goals, okay. Not great. Adjusting, bit of time. End of the season. Let's let's say your strike score five goals, 20 games in. What would you reckon they get at the end of the season? Like 10, 12? Out of push, 10. Yeah. And, and I think everyone would just be sort of, yeah, no, he's just adjusting. Yeah, 10 goals. Fuck that. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, 26 goals in all comps. He scores 21 goals between Christmas and May. All right? So that is that is big Jimmy energy, isn't it? That's unreal, mate. He's, he finishes the season as the second joint like top goal scorer as well with Owen and Dwight York in that same season. After finish after yeah halfway through the season they'd be on five that's mental yeah and he oh, that's one of my quiz questions gone by the way um but <laughs> 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 I'll make one up um but the he 
<laughs> I should probably tell you what my quiz questions are going to be, shouldn't I? Um, but he also nearly makes it back-to-back top scorers, but he's just beaten while he's in Portugal by a bit of a legend, I would say, in the mate HGW um, in the mate HGW headquarters, Mario Jardel, who used to score just so many goals for Porto. Um, but yeah, he ends up joint top scorer for Leeds. So, scores 16 in the league for Leeds that season. Next season... Next season, sure, I, I, I'm going to flag this, this, this person as he, he comes up in his story. Dave, what the fuck ever happened to David O'Leary? Um, he, uh, his time at Villa, he was fucking shit. He was so bad. And I think he's quite, um, I think he was quite an abrasive character. So I, for, that's what, that's what I've I gathered from like player interviews from people that played with him. He was quite a hard manager to work under. And I, and I think Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was one of one of the players that also struggled to to um to play under him as well. Because he talks about when he when he signs for Leeds when he signed for Leeds, he um George Graham was like was desperate to get him there. So he brings him in and then he's just super hard on him and he's like fucking hate he's like and I think in the interview, he was like, I hated him. <laughs> He's like, I just wanted to prove him wrong, like, because he was just winding him up constantly. And at the end of it, George Graham was like, yeah, like, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. That's exactly why I treated you the way I treated you. Um, but David O'Leary's not the, not, not the same. Um, yeah, I think he's... I th- <laughs> he's one of those managers, I think, that players, like, that don't really respect him. Ooh. That's the impression I get. I also find it mental. David O'Leary's Arsenal's all-time record appearance maker. That's so weird, isn't it? David O'Leary's a striker, wasn't he? No, he's a left back. Wasn't he? No, no he's a centre back. sure he's... Was he? No, he... Yeah. Oh, I'm getting confused. Come on, Donald, you're Irish. Irish player. Sorry. Mate, yeah, it's the Jarrell. Of, uh, the Jarrell uh, thing's rattled thinking... <laughs> Jarrell's rattled you in. You're thinking Completely of David Eadie still. David Eadie. Um, <laughs> Um, but so David O'Leary is in for the 98 season so George Graham goes and he fucking hated George Graham and then David O'Leary comes in and he fucking hated David O'Leary but he scores 18 Premier League goals that following season so basically long story short make sure that Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank fucking hates you to so that you can so that he can like do the best possible job he must hate Gareth Southgate must have like r- like wound him up something chronic for him to come in do you know what it's funny you say that because now you say it, there's, there's definitely a correlation because they're not the only two that he absolutely hates. And he actually, and I'm pretty certain that Gareth Southgate ends up releasing him as manager. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, yeah, just fucking yeah, mental. Um, so he, I mean, I mean, how, like, how can you, it's just weird, isn't it? How you can go from just hating to the fact that you hate someone be something that riles you up so much because I don't think I'd ever work that way. No, he just wants to, he says it in an interview, he just wants to prove the manager wrong. Modern day as well, that type of shit isn't working, so maybe that's why David O'Leary isn't about. I just looked, his last job was at Al-Ali in 2010, so he hasn't been doing it for a little while. Um, but I thought he was dead. He, he, he smashes the arse off it in Leeds, all right? The arse is getting smashed to pieces, all right? And... No, let's let's save it until we discuss a little bit how his goals, what his goals are like, and we're going to talk about his um, kits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He smashes the ass off it, but then it all comes to a pretty sour end, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. So, what happens is 
end of the season, Jimmy, Jimmy, in his own words, came in as a bit of an unknown entity. So he came in for £2 million from Boa Vista, Portuguese league, not the greatest of leagues. He's come in and he's absolutely smashed the shit out of it. He scored 34 goals in two seasons, which is really, really good going. He's asked for a contract. He said nothing crazy, but he asked for a new contract. Because obviously he'd then gone into the Dutch national side. He played for the Dutch national side at the World Cup. So he's gone from a nobody to a Premier League top scorer and somebody who now is a, is a full international as well. So he's come back and he's asked for a contract and they've said, um, no, we're not giving you that. We don't want to give you that. And he said, okay, he said, okay well, then I, want to, I would like you to leave. If you're not going to offer that, I want you to leave. And then they said, the only way that we're going to let you leave is if you hand in a transfer request. And he went, all right. And then that was it. As soon as that transfer request was in, the whole narrative around him and the whole way that the media spun everything, especially in that part of the world, um, was he is... And he, he went from sort of uh, a hero to a villain, didn't he? Because they're like, oh, he's, he's a money grabber. He just wants all this money. He, he doesn't really care about us, blah, 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 blah. Um, and O'Leary said, what he is looking for, I don't think any club in the country could afford. And I don't think there's anyone on that kind of money in England, which I don't think is true. I believe Hasselbank over O'Leary, definitely. Yeah, I'm not believing that. I mean, if it was, if it was unrealistic, he, there's no... I can't imagine his character, he would be the kind of person based off of a couple of interviews I've seen of him that he would ask for something that would be absolutely ridiculous or to be the highest paid player in the country. Absolutely ridiculous statement. Yeah. Um, so he was then, he was then sold. So uh, what actually, what they wanted to do, what Hasselbank wanted to do was Hasselbank wanted to stay in England and he wanted to sign for Chelsea at the time. But basically, Leeds didn't want to sell to anyone in England, so they decided, oh, well, look, we've got to sell abroad. Um, so Atletico Madrid came in, and Atletico Madrid played 10 million, 10 million for him, which I think Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank at Atletico Madrid is one of like the nichest, weirdest things ever. I feel like it's a proper forgotten transfer. Even the even the kit that he wears at Atletico, I don't remember ever seeing that kit in my life prior to seeing Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank wear it. Yeah. It is. We're going to talk about it a bit more though, because I think it's fucking gorgeous. Um, so he he goes to sides to Atletico. So Atletico at this point are coming into the time where they're just about to get loads of money and loads of things like uh, loads of money and um, things pumped into them. Basically, Atletico's idea was we're now going to push the big boys. All right. So if I was to give you just some context of the season, so ten million pound on Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, new ownership, new plan. I, I'm going to spoil the story a little bit. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbanks rattles the arse off of it at Atletico, all right? In 47 games in all competitions, he gets 35 goals. 47 games, 35 goals. In the league alone for Atletico Madrid, he scores 24 in 34, right? You would say top four. Top four, top six, wouldn't you? With a striker with those type of numbers that you've just brought in with all that money you've just got. Yeah, definitely. Wrong! <laughs> Atletico Madrid get fucking relegated. How? How does that... Who do you think... Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank must be the high, must be the person with the highest number of goals in a top flight league to get relegated. I should have Googled this before. You, like, I can't think, I'm trying to think of pre- like top players that have tried to keep a team uh, up. Andy Johnson, Andrew Johnson. Oh my god! Yeah, um, Andrew Johnson scored twenty-one goals when um, Palace got relegated. I think Charlie Austin scored nineteen goals or twenty goals. 
Uh, no, he scored 18 goals in the season that they got relegated. I think 24 in 34 has to be the highest number of goals that's crazy, for a player that's it? been relegated. It's that fucking insane, man. And I, 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 I was listening to Hasselbank talking in the interview about all the players he played with, and he mentioned loads of names, a lot of people I don't know. Um, but he was like, these were top players. These were top players. I don't know what happened. Um, it's just mental. But let's let's think about the, let's look at the highlights. Let's look at the highlights of his time there. He was Copper Del Rey top scorer. So to make Atleti's se- batshit season even more batshit is they got relegated, but got to the final of the Copper Del Rey, which they lost, obviously. In his first Madrid derby, in his only league Madrid derby at the Bernabeu, he wins and he scores a brace while he's there as well. And one of the goals is out. The run for one of them is outstanding. We're going to talk about his goals a little bit more, but I just want to take a second to talk about this goal against Real Madrid. Right? He's out there. The left back, he's basically, he's come inside and then he's just dropped his shoulder and just sprinted behind, in between the left back and the centre back. He's then taken a couple of touches. Ivan Campo comes sliding across. See you later, Ivan. You're off to the barber's son. Smashes the ass off it. Straight in. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Goal. No problem. Done. Thank you, Jimmy or Jarrell. Good finish, son. <laughs> but, um, yeah, not the best, not the best of times. Who was his manager while he was there, Dono? Claudio Ranieri. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Which is, I don't think he was his biggest fan either, was he? No, and he's not particularly happy about having to see him again later on in his career either. Um, again, falls out of Kind of not really falls out of him. He just doesn't, just doesn't like him. Doesn't see eye to eye. Hmm. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, they're not, I, I would think that Claudio Ranieri would be like just so, but I suppose his, Claudio Ranieri is so universally loved because of what happened at Leicester. If that Leicester season didn't happen, probably wouldn't think of him in the same light. No, not a chance. Um, But anyway, 35 and 47, Atletico Madrid, one season, what a one season, Atletico Madrid love a one season wonder. Bobo Vieri was another one, went over and just rattled the arse off it for a year. Jimmy went over and rattled the arse up for a year. Brilliant year for him personally, terrible year for Atletico Madrid. So sorry to all Atleti fans. I just had a look. Um, Atletico won nine games that season. They scored 48 goals. So that means he scored 50% of their goals (laughs) in the league. That is mental. No wonder they went down. Yeah. To be fair, Man United are on 48 goals this year. So I'd be happy if we get 48. Fuck me. Um, But he has a, um, within his um, contract, he had a relegation clause, which I think, look, Atletico Madrid, great club. They're not going to say, look, come on, son, stay in front of you. He's going, guys, I'm off. So then he finally gets the move that he wanted and he finally becomes the player that we all know and love, or we all know and remember from our childhood. Love if you're a Chelsea fan like Chelsea boy Luke. Um, But no one remember from our childhood when he signs for Chelsea for £15 million. Boo! Um, (laughs) He also, he's managed by, he's managed by, at this point, he's brought in by the late, great Gianluca Vialli. Um, who lasts about 10 minutes while he's there. So Gianluca Vialli comes in. He's not there for particularly long. And then, like you said, dealy ding, dealy dong. <laughs> <gasps> he's back. Claudio Ranieri appears. Um, 
which he was like, fucking Claudio Ranieri, fucking prick. Fucking, fucking hate him. <laughs> Straight away as well. well in t- do, you he, do you reckon he does well in terms of league goals that season? He's like, I fucking hate you so much, I'm going to smash the ball in the back of that out of anger. <laughs> does all right. <laughs> fucking prick. Then he's, so yeah, that season he goes on and he nets 23 in 35. <laughs> like, Thank you. Like, it's such a it, it's such a simple thing, and I'm going to come back to it sh- again in a bit. But it's such a simple thing. If he hates you, he's going to be really productive. So then Claudio Ranieri goes, "Eh, first season not bad. Second season, dilly ding, dilly dong. We're going to go again." And he's there going, "He gets their first day. He gets their first day in July." All right, Dennis. All right, all right, lads. All right, Jan Frank. How are you doing, son? You all right? Yeah, you fucking prick. How are you doing, son? You all right? Shaking hands, high fiving everyone. Oh, new gaffer in. It's still Claudio. Oh, for fuck's sake. So he goes around with a face like a slapped ass. Goes around with a face like a slapped ass during all the training, all the training sessions, all the he hated his fitness coach. He said, he's explicitly said that he hated Roberto Sassi, his fitness coach. He said those <laughs> things he had us doing were fucking ridiculous. Alright? So he's there, he's there pre-season, both those eyebrows are pointing in. Who fucking prick Ranieri? 23 goals again the next season. Cheers for coming, Jimmy Floyd. Light work. One goal less than Thierry Henry. Not a bad, not a bad shadow to be stood in. Uh, no, it's for not. Jimmy Floyd. No, it's not. Um, losing the FA Cup final, sad for them. Not for us. Um, <laughs> he then sort of towards the end of the Zola career, he starts he starts striking up a, a really really strong relationship with someone who else I'm going to say is I feel like is a bit of a legend from my childhood and a bit of like a a, a forgotten Premier League hero who we probably will do a podcast about at some point. Ida Good Johnson. What a funny player. Like, I feel like yeah. he's a modern day striker now. But back then, when we were kids anyway, I was like, oh, he's... I remember thinking, God, he's shit. But he wasn't shit. He can't have been shit because he played for Chelsea and Barcelona. And he played for Barcelona in that unbelievable Barcelona team as well. Yeah. He was slick. I don't think he was shit. I think he was properly slick. I think he was... He wasn't like a... He wasn't an out and out striker. He was like a number ten. He was slick as fuck. But if you've got, if you've got the elegance, the beauty of Heidegger Johnson. Let's say Heidegger Johnson is, um, Heidegger um, Johnson is like a beautifully crafted dish, dip, saucy thing. Lovely. Spent loads of time doing it. And then you've got Jimmy Floyd Asselbrank, bread. Put it in the dip, put them together, and it's going to taste <laughs> fucking class. That is those bread. two together. Bread. <laughs> yeah, because bread is fucking class. You love bread. How much do you love bread? How much bread have you had today? One bread. One bread. I've had two bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Unreal. bread is fucking class. And bread is even class when it's mixed with something. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank does all the really good, really simple, not simple things, but not aesthetically pleasing on the eye things really well. And that's what I mean. You put the two together and you have a goat. Like, you need the sauce. Like, right. Nando's. Right. Nando's. The yeah. red pepper dip. The red pepper dip with the pita bread things. The red pepper dip, obviously, tremendous. The pita... Also delicious. Together, incredible. Is that, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so we struck up a brilliant partnership with him where they scored loads of goals together and were really happy together, rode off into the sunset, etc., etc. Um, He then starts getting, he then starts getting, he starts going from anger to a bit of like, um, 
I don't think it. I don't think uh, it's not. It doesn't feel like anger afterwards at that point. It's a bit like, oh, really? As opposed to anger. Um, he tries to force through a uh, move to Barcelona actually in that January. Louis van Hal um, gets Louis. Louis van Hal has heard that Jimmy's horny, so tries to get him in the in the door at Barcelona. Eight million pound deal, but it falls through in the end. Um, if I were to think of a player that I don't feel fits a Barcelona profile, it is Jimmy Floyd Hasselbrink. <laughs> yeah. He's not, um, yeah, he's definitely not a Barcelona striker. No, not for me. Um, but then, so the the following two years, money comes in, all of these other players come in and start taking a bigger role. So in 2002, he gets 11 in the league, um, uh, quite a few substitute appearances. 2003, with Mourinho coming in, he's there for a season, he gets 12 and 30 from lots of substitute appearances, not starting. So the one thing he does is he proves everyone wrong that he is a, he's a, He's a great goal scorer, isn't he? Yeah. And a scorer of great goals as well, would we say? Ooh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100% score of great goals. Um, So after that, he moves to arguably <laughs> the most central part of any borough, the Middlesbrough. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Oh, fuck me. That's so bad. Um, and he smashes the shit out of it there. Doesn't he? I, re- I remember him quite fondly. At, I, remember, I remember him quite fondly. I remember quite fondly at uh, Borough. I remember him just banging him in and I remember him being absolutely unreal on FIFA 2004. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the Borough kits as well of that era? They were lush, weren't they? Was it the Triple Eight? Was it Eight Eight Eight? dot com or something on the on the front of the shirt. Yeah, and had the dice on them. It was it triple eight. It was the they had the dice on the front of them. But it was a bet. It was a betting thing. Yeah, you're right. I think it's a is it a rear? I can't pronounce. Another thing I can't pronounce. They made the kits. Yes, it was a rear. Yeah, it is eight eight eight. Yeah, you were right. Spot on. Good shit, don't it. The home kit and the away kit were both really nice. Um, but also at this point, <clears throat> Jimmy Floyd Hasbank goes through his cornrows stage. Don't know about that, Chief. <laughs> don't know about that, Chief. <laughs> Jimmy, I don't. I think it's. I find it. I find it. I find it great when a footballer spends their whole career shaved or bold, and then just grow <laughs> hair at one point. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember when a- Ashley Young, Ashley Young in Milan, just at one point had like a full head of hair? He spent his whole <laughs> career with no hair, and then all of a sudden, it was just like, oh. All my hair's here, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a Rob Holding turkey job. It was just right, shave my head, easy, done. And then he just had like a full head of hair at one point. Oh, funny. Um, Middlesbrough get to your wave cup final. Really impressive. Don't win it. Not so impressive. Um, then he goes to Charlton. He nearly went to Celtic twice, and then he finishes career with the greatest capital city in Wales. Cardiff. Not a bad way to end your career, really. I, is, for a player like him, I always really respect like um, foreign players who come over to come over to England, play the majority of their career in the Premier League, and then they drop down, take moves in the Championship or in League One. I think that's so class. Considering like they could probably just like go back to like their their home country and play probably at a higher standard. And they don't. They choose to stay in stay in England and just pick up with a with a with a lower ranking team. I think it's sick. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think it's sick as well. Um, agreed. Um, he also 
Um, he also, while he's in Cardiff, uh, plays up front with Robbie Fowler. What a fucking duo. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and Robbie Fowler up front. Could you imagine like being a championship defender and seeing those two? You'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. They're both pure old at this point as well. So you're probably thinking, just keep them as far away from the box as possible because that's where they're going to do the damage. Yeah. That's where yeah. the highlight comes also- to play. But you also well, well done. But you also know that you also know that th- that is not happening the whole entire time. Like, no, you know you're going to get bullied as well. Them two will be a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, big pain in the ass. Um, right. That is that's sort of his career. So we just want to talk about a couple of other things. Um, we're just going to talk about a couple of other things to do with. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. So we've had we've had a bit of a discussion about um, a few things we want to introduce in the podcast once we've spoken about the player a little bit. And one of the things we decided was to try and pick out their top three kits. Now, I found this really hard with Jimmy. Okay. I'm going to... Do, do, uh, do you want me... To, have you got a list or do you want to... No, no, I don't have a list. I'm, I'm happy to... I'm happy to um, confirm or deny whether or not I think it's a top three kit. Okay, right. So mine is the top three kits that Jimmy Hasselblank wore were the Leeds 1998-99 shirt. And I hate Leeds, but the Puma and Packard Bell combo with a little bit of yellow in the shirt was a beauty, in my opinion. That That's third place in my list. Second place in my list of greatest kits that Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank wore was the Chelsea 2003-2004 away shirt, which was the white shirt with the black and blue stripes through the middle with fly emirates. The beginning of the Mourinho era. And again, I think I, I I'm not Chelsea's biggest fan, but it's an absolute stone cold stunner. All right. Kit number one is, his, is the home kit from the season he's at Atletico. The home yeah, kit for nice. the season he's at Atletico just gives me DMX vibes. I don't know why. It's proper... I know the DMX had the Reeboks, but it just gives me proper DMX vibes. But it's also like, this shirt looks like it could be one of those Fox motocross like dirt bike shirts, but it's also a football shirt at the same time. And Jimmy goes full long sleeve the whole entire time. So those, are the, those I think, are his top three. Leeds 98, 99 in third. Chelsea 0304 away in second and the Atletico home kit in first with, I have to give an honourable mention to the 98-99 Leeds third shirt, which is blue and yellow. St- again, a, a stunner, but a, a divider. And the Borough and the Borough home shirt with AAA, Area and the collars. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like that Borough home shirt and the away shirt was nice as well. Um, I think... The one, uh, would you include? I'm going to include the um, the Netherlands shirt as well. The <laughs> I think it's 99. It's um, it's got the black collar and the tiny little Nike tick. That's a sick shirt. Yeah, yeah. that would be my number. I think that's that's a close second, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy to not Leeds or Chelsea out to get it in. Do you know what? I'm actually. I don't like that Chelsea shirt as much as I like the other three. I take that Chelsea one out. I okay. think that Leeds one with the Puma on the sleeves is is nicer. Yeah, that is a nice shirt. Um, yeah. So okay, fine. We'll give it. We'll give it to. We'll, so our, our official agreed top three is then. Yeah, is Leeds ninety eight ninety nine home third. The Netherlands home shirt ninety nine home shirt second, and then the Atletico home shirt number one. Easy money. All right. Now, what I want to do before we go on to our 
We're going to talk about his top three goals in a second, but I just want to I want to give you some some knowledge that we didn't share on a previous pod now that I haven't done. So by the time you're listening to this, this is the anniversary of the first time that Bobby Charlton, Dennis Law and George Best played together for Man United for the first time on the 19th of Jan, which is nuts. All right. Another thing that I'm also going to reference because it, it talks about a Dutch striker and I feel like this is something that Big Jimmy Boy would have done back in his time is <laughs> on the 7th. So this in 2011 on the 17th of January, so Wednesday of this week, it was the first time that any footballer ever got fined for a social media post. So hopefully two days ago from when you listen to this was the first time that a footballer ever got done by for a social media post ever, which is fucking mad because that type of shit happens all the time now. It's only 13 years ago. And the pit picture was... Dutch striker Ryan Babel tweeted a picture of Howard Webb in a Man United shirt. Got fined 10 grand. <laughs> what a um, way to, what a way to write reason I wanted, history. Yeah. The reason I wanted to bring up the, uh, the the Dutch striker and the anger about it is because we spoke about Jimmy being angry and we're going to talk about his goals in a second. But before we talk about his goals, we need to talk about his celebrations Every single one of his goals, he looks like he's just, he looks like he's so fucking excited and happy and angry that he's going to burst. Like, you know, when you're talking to, you know, when you're talking to like someone really young and they like, like I'm talking toddler baby thing here and they don't know what to do and they just start clenching their fists and shaking up and then they just start crying. I feel like that's what Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank looks like the majority of times when he scores a goal, when he, like his celebrations are, that shirt's off. That shirt is off quite often just because he's like, fuck, I don't know what to do. And he's, it, it's a bit of a happiness that then just turns into pure fuck. That's like not even like describable. It's just anger. But I also fucking love it. Don't you? When you see a striker giving yeah. it really passionate, giving it a bit, going straight to the fans, it's quality. That's a proper celebration, not like a choreographed celebration. That's a, I cannot, I'm, he's so happy to have scored a goal. That's how you would probably celebrate if you, like every, he celebrates every goal like it's his first goal. It's never like a cool celebration. It's like overwhelmed with emotion every time. That's how it should be celebrated. Yeah. And we, we've touched on it quite a lot, sort of asking what type of player Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was. And I, the bread analogy was fucking dog shit, <laughs> but it's staying in. But Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was quick, strong, kicked a ball really hard. He wasn't, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, I wouldn't say is the type of footballer that you would look at if you were looking for technical brilliance, beauty, those type of things. But if you were looking for efficiency, but efficiency with a, like a, a rugged beauty about it, as opposed to like, uh, like the, the lovely touches, et cetera, et cetera. The rugged beauty of he could kick a ball hard as fuck. And he was really good at kicking a ball hard as fuck. That's the type of thing that he offered. And I think when you tie up the whole package of like, who he played with, the fact that he hated, the fact that he was angry and hated all of his managers, how hard he fucking kicked the ball, how many goals he scored. It all sort of ties it up really well together, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, I think um, he's like, he's a very, like, he, he's a 90 striker in the sense that I don't think there's many strikers like him nowadays where they're just goal scorers. That's all, that's, that's pretty much his game is, not really participate in the build-up play, but just f when the ball falls to him in and around the box, he's either whacking it or <laughs> he's whacking it. <laughs> yeah, he's whacking it. Um, right, we're going to talk through. We're going to talk through some of it. Some of his great goals as well. All right. So, um, Dono, is there anyone? Is there anyone in particular that stands out for you before 
the goal against Everton. Talk to me about it. Nah, you talk to me about it. All right. Well, there's there's two. There's two against Everton I particularly love, but the one I think you're talking about is the one that is the perfect summary of what he is and how he is as a foot how he is as a football as a footballer he gets the ball right he must be 50 yards away from goal and he's running at the defenders and I can't remember there's a melee of defenders that try to tackle him it might be two three or four it's quite a lot and he just fucking charges into all of them and then he just, he's fucking charging around everyone's like oh what's going on here fuck off it's me Jimmy Floyd Asselbank the ricochet kind of bubbles to his feet and then he gets he gets the ball and he does he scores a beautiful chip that is also a rugged, angry toe poke. He's like, <laughs> it's a mix of, it's a mix of the two, but it is an absolute, it's a, it's a stunner, isn't it? It is a stunner of a goal, but it's almost like I laughed watching it. When I watched it again, I actually laughed because I was like, this is so fucking Hasselbank is a joke. Yeah, I agree. The, the other one, the other one he scores, he's, I don't know what he's got against Everton, but he scores another one against Everton where it is the, the, the other goal he scores against Everton, I can't remember if it's 2002, 2003. It's a diving header, right? And it is a diving header that you and your mates are fuming about when you concede on clubs, but it's that in real life. The ball comes across into the box. He jumps in. He jumps in for this. Um, he goes in for the diving header, and I don't know where it must hit like the like sort of the crown of his head, and fucking loops up like properly loops up into the sky and lobs the keeper. I don't think anyone in the history of football has ever lobbed a keeper from a diving header other than Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank with this one. And again, I laughed like full on, not like a uh, like a full on laugh at when I saw that goal go in. His fucking quality, man. He's definitely meant it as well. Yeah, he has. Um, just a- another one that I want to mention that I don't really want to mention, but I do want to mention is um, his volley against Man United. His volley against Man United is um, his his volley against Man United is un- it's just chaos. Like the ball is like f- the ball is fucking coming down with snow on it all around the box. Um, Raymond Van der Goo in goal. Man United in that. Um, in uh, the Umbro shirt that it's not one of my favourites but it's alright anyway um, I think it's it's either Chris Sutton or Torre Andre Flo just sort of keeps the ball alive it then comes flying in the air um, out towards the edge of the box you think oh no what are we going to do here Jimmy goes don't worry guys I got it comes in <laughs> with a shot with a shot that I reckon travels faster than most trains he absolutely rattles the living ass off of it and then um, that lands in the top right hand corner and I would say that has got to be if not one of his best goals for Chelsea, one of his best goals for Chelsea, which I think only only comes again. Again, all these goals I was laughing at. Another goal I think that's got to come across it is um, his goal against his goal against Spurs. His goal against Spurs. He scores a free kick that is just anger. He just smashes the absolute shit out of it. But <clears throat> it's. It's so fast and so hard and so in the corner. Like, there's nothing you can do. Like, the keeper is absolutely... Having, I think it's uh, your man Casey Keller in goal. There's nothing he could do about it because he has smashed the living shit out of it. He does score some goals that aren't that aren't just the bangers as well. He does score quite a few. Like, his free, his free kicks... I don't, I don't remember him being that good at free... Well, I don't remember him being famous for free kicks, but some, he scores a lot of free kicks... And some of them are so good as well. Like the technique, it, the technique doesn't look anything like like crazy, but 
he can get the ball up and over the wall without whacking it too much as well, which is yeah, he's, he's didn't 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 think he had that. Yeah, yeah, and and then his the the yeah the the final one I want to mention is the the um again it's a, it's a, it's another free kick, but it kind of goes against what you just said. It's an absolute fucking boomer. <laughs> it's an absolute fucking boomer for um, Middlesbrough against City, and I think he's got cornrows. It's just like a, it's just a roll it, smack it. Again, I think, I think if the lad, if the free kick against Spurs was as quick as a train, I honestly reckon this is as quick as a supercar. I honestly reckon if Lewis Hamilton had to race the ball, this ball across a track, I reckon the ball would beat Lewis Hamilton. He kicks it so fucking hard, <laughs> nearly breaks the net. Um, it's an absolute screamer again from Big Jim. So, <clears throat> top three goals. Have you got an order or not? Um. The silly, the silly header is probably number one. Yeah, agreed, hundred um, percent. The freak against Spurs, number two. Okay. And the goal against United, number three. Yeah, I'd agree. The, uh, the only thing I would maybe debate would be to get the goal against Borough in number two, a uh, goal against City for Borough in number two, but. I would happily concede the Spurs goal as well. The volley against Man United is superb, even though it's against Man United. Um, okay, so those are his top goals. Those are his top kits. Now we're going to ask. Now I'm going to ask some questions for you, Dono. So the first of those is: Is Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank underrated or overrated? I think he's underrated. I didn't think he was prolific as he was. I honestly don't remember him scoring as many Premier League goals as he does. Um, for that reason alone, I think he's underrated. I think also if his if it, if if he if he joined Atletico and they'd not performed so badly in the league that season, obviously scores loads of goals. I think his career could have taken a different a different turn. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I think he's massively underrated. I think you think of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank in and around those sort of like eh, all right Premier League players, whereas he's averaging in and around twenty goals for every season that he starts for a team in the Premier League. Sometimes just under, sometimes just over. Um, so I think. Uh, agreed. Underrated. He also he also here's some weird people he shared a pitch with as well that I forgot to say earlier as well. Uh, Alex Song played football. Played with Alex Song. Mental. Where Scott Carson? Uh, Alex Song was at Charlton when he was on loan there, I believe. Oh, Scott right. Carson, Lee Catamole, Lee Catamole, um, Mark Vaduka. That is some duo in it. Hasselbank and Vaduka yeah. at Borough. Um, and he also shared it with. Um, Adam Johnson. Um, but we won't talk about that too much. Um, right, next question is, how much would Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank be worth in the modern day? Where Where is he? Is he coming back from Atletico? Atletico. Yeah, he's, he's done really well in the Premier League and done really well in La Liga. And he's coming back to the Premier League. He's probably going to go yeah. to Chelsea, let's be honest. Yeah. He's just scored 24 goals in La Liga. Yeah. I always feel like I'm massively wide of the mark with these valuations. But I'm going to go <laughs> Mate, big again, think. baby. I reckon he's just scored 24 goals in La Liga. He's got a relegation release clause. <laughs> I'm going to say 40 million. Ah, I think, I that's, I think that's a reasonable price because obviously he's good. He's been, yeah, they've been relegated. Um, he's obviously not going to go for silly money because they need to sell him. But yeah, I can see him going to like a a Chelsea um, for that. I was thinking earlier when I was looking at his stats in in, in Portugal, 
if he hadn't, if he was to move from Portugal, I could see him going somewhere like Brentford or or Brighton. Yeah, for like agreed. fuck all money. Yeah, agreed. Um, I would agree with you completely. I think if they stayed up, he'd probably be a 60, 65 million pound player, but yeah. because they went down 40 million, I think spot on. Um, oh, one other thing I forgot to mention as well, right? This is unbelievable, right? This is so class. Can't believe I forgot to mention it. Have you heard the song that Chelsea fans used to sing for him? Is it Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea? Yeah! <laughs> Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. <laughs> what a song. That is unreal. Um, so in answer to the question, mate, how good was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank? The answer is very, very good. And we love you, Jimmy. Right. Here are my questions for you, um, which you've answered one of them. So there is going to be <laughs> one less question. Um, question number one, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is one of three Dutchmen to be the, all, to be a Premier League top goal scorer. Who are the other two? Oh, um, Van Persie. And ah, oh, Premier League Van Persie and five, four, three, two, Dirt count. one. <laughs> that's no, that's the only Oh yeah, that's the only player I could <laughs> we think did a of. podcast about him. <laughs> 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 yeah, Ruben Nistelrooy. Um. All right, question number two. Who did um, who did Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank play more with? Uh, Frank Lampard or John Terry? John Terry. Okay, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank played more games with <laughs> Frank Lampard. It was wow. Lampard. 131 to 126. Um, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank scored a hat-trick against Wolves for Chelsea but what made that hat-trick particularly different or special to any other hat-trick he scored for Chelsea? It was a perfect hat-trick. Ooh, no. But if the, if I changed it to Spurs, yes. The only perfect hat-trick he scored right. was for Spurs. Uh, he was a sub. He came on as a sub and scored a hat-trick. <sighs> yeah, out. And last but not least before I ask a really important question. Um, who did, who sponsored Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's Charlton kit? Which, um, uh, like, as in Adidas, Nike, etc., etc. Oh. Um, oh, fuck. I feel like it's Deodora. Ooh, good guess. No, but good guess. <laughs> uh, it's, it, was, uh, it was Joma. Oh, that's that sort of era, isn't it? Yoma. It's that sort. It's yeah. It's that like category C brand. Yeah, yeah. All right. And my final question is: In 2020, during lockdown, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank tried to open his own Dutch version of Monzo that was called Jimmy Floyd's Hasselbank. And he started a prom- he started he started a promotional video with Yapstam, Danny Blind, and Ronald De Boer, but unfortunately didn't take off as he didn't he found out that he couldn't kick people's prices into atmosphere. True or not true? Uh, true. Yeah, true. Well done. One out of nice. five for you this week, Donald. Right. One out of five, but like I did. Oh. 
No, you've, you've got, got to get both of the questions. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but who is the Premier League? Who is the Dutch Premier League top goal scorer? <laughs> you've got for Van Persie and Dirk fucking Kout. Fuck that. <laughs> I had to get one in there quick. He might have been. It could have been a wild card. Yeah, it wasn't though. So no, I anyway, it wasn't right. Him. Um, <laughs> Right, that was that's us. We've kept it under an hour for the first time ever. So, um, sh- cheers, Tim. I'm thanking Tim for that. Right, this was the Mate Helga Worst podcast. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. Please follow us on social media. Our social media accounts are at MateHGW. Follow, find us on Instagram, find us on TikTok, um, and just let us know. Let us know if you've got any requests for anyone you want us to do a podcast on. We're pretty open, um, and we will see you all again next week. Bye from me. Love you so much. Bye from me. Bye now. <laughs>